and that's not happening. <laughs> now, I, I'm of a similar mindset in that every once in a while I'll find someone through looking at conversations on Twitter and I'll see that I'm blocked by a random person, right? Right. Um, and I know the fancy gentleman had some issues with that, but he just doesn't know how Twitter works. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark, episode 220, by the way. Right. So I had to explain to him that if there's someone who has a locked profile and they like, like, they follow us, but we don't, like, they'll see, like, we're not private. So they may see our tweets in their goings through the day, mm-hmm. and they may like or retweet or whatever it is, and then when you go to look to see, say there's like 10 likes, and then you go and you click the thing, and there's only eight people there, well, more than likely that's two people who have private profiles. Right. And I had to explain that to the fancy gentleman. Again, he doesn't know how social media works, but there's straight-up situations where there'll be conversations of people, and I'll just be like... Missing part of it. Now, granted, a lot of what I'm missing on Twitter is of my own doing because mm-hmm. I have a very extensive muted keyword list. Because mm-hmm. it's not – you can't just mute uh, a person or, or you can't just block a person. You need to, like, mute and, like, set alerts for yourself to avoid all iterations of any way that person's name could be spelled or that mm-hmm. phraseology could be used. And is it sticking my head in the sand? Absolutely. But it's more me having a pleasurable experience in the few times that I allow myself online. I agree. I'm glad that there's not many ways you can misspell funk. So <laughs> I just I so I, I have to tell you this. Um, so we recorded eight uh, add-ons at wrestling early this week, right? Right. And I'm completely thrown off my game. I get the post ready. I edit the show. Uh, I'm waiting for Adam to send the image over because he does a little bit of work with it. Right. And And I would just like to say your first post was the best wrestling podcast post I ever saw in my entire life. But go ahead. (laughs) Well, that's where I'm going to. They should all be like your first post. But go ahead. Well, that's where I'm going to. So I don't even realize that I forget to put the, 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 the file in there, right? Mm-hmm. So Jason Kirk of Podvocacy, uh, he sends me a message this morning and says, uh, hey, got the email, the show's up, but uh, there's no player on the post. So uh, I reply. So my reply is, <laughs> funk, thanks. <laughs> this is what happens when I'm off schedule. And he laughs that my phone autocorrected fuck to funk. <laughs> And I said, ironic that happens on a Tuesday. Oh. It's like my phone knows. Right. So there I am at 1230, <laughs> and it pops up, and I'm like, oh, no player. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> no, I was already long gone to sleep. I, I know. I'm like, somebody will figure it out for me. So I know, now I know there was like eight blissful hours where that <laughs> where nobody could hear that podcast. Well, it's still out earlier than Wednesday, right? That That is true. That is and then true. I have another bone of contention. We have to reschedule the thing so that he can't record a podcast on his birthday. He's a grown-ass man. But then he still goes out for his birthday on the weekend. Yeah, we went out, and he was te- he was teaching me Twitter etiquette at the, at the bar while he was drinking. Well, this is where I'm getting to. Okay. How was your guy's night out on the town? It was a good night. It uh-huh. was a good night. I I had two beers, so I was good over the course of the night. They had they had the champagne of beers, so I was I was happy. Um, otherwise, it was it was it was a good time. It was just me, Adam, and like pe- like uh, people you wouldn't know. But there was one person there who listens to a Todd's with wrestling, mm-hmm. and it was interesting to hear them be. Mm, how can I put this delicately so I don't hurt your feelings, Joe? Because I know what a delicate flower you are. Maybe not a Joe fan on the podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Maybe an Adam fan. That's why he was there. And does as looks at your your look on things a little. He's, he thinks he thinks they're a little not the right way to look at things. I was laughing. <laughs> That's all. I'm gonna leave that there. 
Well, listen, Adam has his fan, and I'm sure he's okay with that. And, you know, they could be wrong together. Oh, I think it's the inside look that you have, Joe, that 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 unique, uh, you know, perspective. Oh, OK. I couldn't tell you I don't listen to the show. So. Right, right. But you go check the posts to see if the files are there. No, I like to read. I do. I, I admit this. I read everything you post on the 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 site like i will read your pull posts like what you'll write like you know like uh four wednesdays in a month or five wednesdays in a month just to see because i find them funny to see what you're gonna what you're going to write write and usually i understand the two uh long box heroes the pull post anything else that you might do that might be out there but I even go and I look at the A Todds with wrestling. I'm just like, oh, what's what wacky thing is he gonna write that I'm not gonna understand? And then I I go to sleep after I see it. Um, but I saw that there was no file, and I'm like, you know, ain't my circus, ain't my monkeys. I'm going to bed. There you go. Now, the, now the concern I have there is, as someone who claims to read the posts, uh, I don't read the emails. I read the posts. Okay. But again, as I know you don't read the emails, but as someone who claims to read the posts, it doesn't happen often. But I would say out of 435 episodes of the main show, I'm going to say conservatively like 10 times, maybe 15 times. I forgot to change the date in like the, the last paragraph, or I kept the same verbiage at the top like two weeks in a row. And you've never tipped me off to that. You're like, oh, you're referring to last month, and it says the same things, and the date is last week's date. I don't read dates. Like, oh, come on. okay. Like what? That dates are dates. They're never wrong. You, what you write is your poetic license. There's no poetic license in dates. Right, but when I write the same thing two weeks in a row. And it's very clear that I didn't write the same thing two weeks in a row. I just forgot to update from the week before. Like, you don't give me a tip-off for that one, you know? Oh, so you want me to tip you off for these? Yeah, if, you, if well, again, when when you forget books on the poll post, and well, then that's you see different. my that's... list and say, oh, I forgot this book, you're on top of that like nobody's business. That's because I'm an idiot. Oh, okay, well, and listen. I, it's my own idiocy. Well, look what you're dealing with over here. I'm, I, and we discussed it at the lengthy party for, for Adam's, you know, birthday week, mm. um, how you're the hardest working man in podcasting. We actually gave you kudos. We weren't joking. Mm. So there you go. Uh, I could, I could be working harder. Like, if I just maybe, like, keyword search Twitter, people saying podcast recommendation, and then just spam them with links to our podcast, I think that would be a better use of my time. I think that's a great use of time. And, I mean, how else are you going to get eyes on your ears on your podcast? That's though? true. I wish we just spammed celebrities, too. That'd be a great way to go about it. I like to leave people alone. Like... I look at the world the way I, uh, I... I look at the way other people... Let me say this again. I look at the world the way that I look at myself. I want to be left alone, for the most part. Mm -hmm. So I don't bother other people. Sometimes I have stuff in my head, and I'll you know tweet stuff out or put it out into the hemisphere, or I'll stumble across somebody saying something, and it'll inspire something in me or remind me of something. And a lot of times I'll sit there and I'll really stress over the fact I'm like, does this person want to be bothered with my nonsense? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say like four out of five times, I opt not to respond because I'm like, this person's probably like me and they don't want to be bothered. I'm with you. The key word as, as, as Adam was, you know, heckling me about my, my way of being on Twitter at his birthday. And I just kept answering with, a L O O F aloof baby. <laughs> and I'm just like, Hey, I don't want, I don't bother people. And I don't care if people, you know, I talk back, you know what I mean? Like, but I, I'm this, I'm the same way. I try not to, uh, to bother people. Like it, 
I was thinking about like somebody who I really like their comic. It's only five issues was coming out and they were like, it's coming out today. It's coming out today. And I'm like, no, it's coming out next week. I don't know why you keep pushing it. People aren't going to be able to find it. And I'm like, do I tell them like, I know they'd want to know, but do they want like schlubby me bothering them? And I ended up like telling them and they just like deleted the tweet. And then that was the end of it. It was like, Oh, thanks. Goodbye. And I'm like, okay. Like, we're good here. Right, like, now, I like, I've done that before myself, uh, where I've seen someone, like, tweet out, they're like, oh, man, I've got five books coming out this week, right? I've got oh, this, have- I've got this, 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 and this. And I'm like, wait a minute, I only have four of those five books on my list this week. So then I'm scrambling, you know, in my tablet, I'm scrambling in the spreadsheet, I'm scrambling in uh, the the diamond order sheet, and I'm like, son of a bitch. I go, did this, like, miss shipping or something, you know? So then I'll tweet the person, I'm like, oh, hey, it's Cool X, whatever the fifth book is, is coming out early. Because I didn't see it on the Diamond Order this week. And then they'll, like, respond back to me, they're like, oh, I made a mistake. I got my copy early, so I just assumed everything was coming out at the same time. Which, I mean, makes sense. Usually what happens is, you know, when you write a bunch of things and you have a bunch of things coming out within the same time, you're excited that it's all coming out on the same day. But I'm not doing it in a way of, like, gotcha to the to the creator that I like. It's more so of, like, shit, I'm missing out on this thing that I want. And I didn't know it was coming out now. I thought it was coming out weeks from now. Right, and me was just more of they were really pushing a thing that's not going to be in stores that day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ah, I kind of want, I mean, I love this book, and I kind of want them to, like, get the right information out there. You know what I mean? Right. And they they seemed, like, you know, nice about it, but it was really quick, you know? So yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, whatever. So let's get to the meat of this week's episode. The new scam, the new scheme <laughs> for 2019 here for After Dark is uh, in, lovingly called here around the offices as Al's gals. Right. So, the inspiration for this was, if you listen to uh, a couple of After Darks ago, when uh, Todd and I and the Muzak from the IHOP got <laughs> together, and we uh, recorded our whole thing about this episode. What episode was it? Uh, uh, episode 215 of uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark. Mm-hmm. And we're going to kind of refix the schedule, maybe, and kind of put these toward the end of the month like they're supposed to. Like, this is going to come out on the 1st, you know, it comes out on February 1st, and I think with the way the schedule might work is the next one might come out on March 1st, just because it's a, sh- you know, February's the short month, and then I think for March we'll kind of get it back on track to be like that last week of the month. You hear me? I'm, I gotcha. Right. So, if you listen there, we put in there our discussion of how we came upon this with, you know, your spinoffs and specifically your backdoor pilots of shows, right? Where mm-hmm. here's this popular show, and we're either going to take an existing character and have them have, in this episode, their own wacky adventure, which is, like, going to be to be continued in their brand new starring role, which is going to debut right after this, or we're going to introduce a brand new character that you've never seen or heard of before in this show that you already love, hope that you love this new character we just introduced, because now they have their own show show right on after it. Mm Mm-hmm. And the inspiration for this, uh, being called Al's Gals, was a show that Todd mistakenly thought was at was the show that we'll actually be talking about, which is Blansky's Beauties. Mm-hmm. But before we get to Blansky's Beauties, we, of course, have to get to <laughs> Happy Days. Right. Which is where Nancy Blansky, uh, uh, Arthur, was it... Uh, no, Mr. Howard Cunningham's How- cousin. I wanted to say Opie Cunningham, but that's Ron Howard. Right. Uh, <laughs> Howard Cunningham's cousin who came to visit. And he introduced Marion and Howard. She's important. Right. She's important. But we- And again, we're talking about an episode of Happy Days, which happened in the middle of the third season. And she's so important that this is the first time that we're seeing her. And the last time in the series. Right, in Happy Days itself. So this essentially is a clip show where the the through line of the episode is it's uh, Howard and Marion's anniversary. 
uh, Howard's taking Marion out bowling, <laughs> while the kids and all the other people that are the main cast members come and decorate the house for this anniversary party while reminiscing about the previous two and a half seasons of the show. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, remember all the times that Opie Cunningham sang I Found My Thrill? <laughs> yep. <laughs> remember the time you crashed into Arnold's chicken stand? <laughs> Do you remember the time we found out Fonzie's kryptonite was liver. Now, I have a lot of remarks about this Happy Days episode, so I haven't watched Happy Days in a very long time. Right. And I, I've got I've got some, as, as Todd used to say, I'm afraid I've got some bad news, Governor. <laughs> Is that how you would say it? Yeah, I've got some bad news. Fonzie's not cool. What? He's the coolest. Fonzie's actually a pretty big lame. <laughs> what? In this episode, it's like, hey, Fonzie, remember that time you tried to skate and were a jerk-off? <laughs> hey, Fonzie, remember that time that you were afraid of liver and then made a big giant production that we replayed the three-and-a-half-minute clip of you eating a piece of liver? Oh, but then he gives the thumbs up as he's walking away to the to the stop, you know, shot, the, the freeze frame. Oh. But yeah, so I like the, the the highlight clips that they show of Fonzie. He's a big lame. Okay, Marge. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It. Right. If loving your kids is being a big lame, then I'm a big lame. And if right. saying Fonzie is lame is being a big lame, then guess what? You're a big lame. Oh my goodness. But yes. All right. So I have some other concerns with the existence of Happy Days, right? So, Happy Days is supposed to take place in, like, what, the 50s? Yes, the 50s. Maybe early 60s, I guess? Yeah, I, I, I do remember, like, later on when, the, like, you know, the last season or two, you know, the Ted McGinley years, um, that folk music was starting to show up and rock and roll wasn't as cool anymore. I remember they did an episode about that. So, yes, yeah, so you're mostly the 50s, but at the end there, I think they start to creep into the 60s. And so, uh, oh, yeah, and also in this clip show, we get a bunch of times of uh, Richie and Potsy and uh, Ralph Melf's shitty band playing at Arnold's. Oh, Ralph Melf cannot sing. Mm -hmm. Donnie and, Most was the least when it came to singing. And I, I don't know if it was like he was supposed to be a bad singer. And that was the joke, or he really was a bad singer, but it's like, eh, who yeah. cares, you know? <laughs> yep. So, um, we get a bunch of scenes of that. We also get the time that Marion gives, uh, and again, I feel bad, I don't remember what, uh, Joni? Yes, Joni. Right. Gives sex Joni talk. the sex talk? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I'm trying to think what other, and then then we got to think of a fight that George and Marion had. Oh, your your salad, your vegetable, and your meat. Right. Now I I will say of course that this was at a time where you know every sitcom did this, and I I would almost guess that probably a show much like Happy Days was the one that uh popularized the clip show, right? Where there's a thing that brings a bunch of people together, and then they reminisce about things that happened previously in the show. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe made it popular, but I bet you there was shows that did it before it. Right. I I'm sure there was. But have you, Todd, ever seen the Clerks cartoon, the Clerks animated series? Yes and no. I saw, like, one or two episodes. Well, there was only two episodes that ever aired on TV. Okay. And they aired a, and they didn't even air the first two episodes. They aired episode one and like episode four, right? Right. So the gimmick of the show was supposed to be when episode two, the the correct episode two was going to air, they get locked, uh, Dante and Randall get locked in the freezer at the quick stop. Right. And they have the, they have the flashback episode to only their one episode that they've had so far. Which is pretty genius. But then, because they run out of stuff to talk about from that one episode, they start flashing back to episodes of the happy days. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> they're just like, remember this and remember this, and it's all things from Happy Days, right? And then there's like a line at the end of the show where Randall just goes, boy, Happy Days had a lot of good episodes. <laughs> And whenever anybody, I'm speaking with people, and they're reminiscing about stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Reminiscing, like, oh, remember that time we did this, or remember that time we did that, or like, oh, those times that this happened, or all that time these happened. And then, like, when that whole conversation is done, I always say, boy, Happy Days had a lot of good episodes. And again, it's a joke for someone who watched the Clerks DVD set of a TV show that didn't air 18 years ago. We love our shows that weren't popular. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, um, I'm trying to think. So then all of us, oh, 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 so this is my issue with the show, right? Get back on track, get back on track. So the show's supposed to take place in, like, the late 50s, early 60s, right? That's the crux of when this show happens. Right. And so all the men, for the most part, and uh, Marion and uh, Joni dress in, you know, what could very well be considered traditional late 50s styles. Or at least late 50s sitcom style. Sure, sure, right. Now, whenever we flash back in these scenes of Fonzie with women, Opie Cunningham with women, whatever it is, all these women look and act and dress and have hairstyles of the 70s. It's but that's jarring what it to me. Women what? didn't look and dress like that in the 50s. Oh, everybody didn't have poodle skirts, though, Joe. Well, okay, I get you that they didn't have poodle skirts, but they weren't wearing Daisy Dukes preening and posing on the tables at Al's either. Yes, but see, I remember that episode. She was dressed as like, like that was a costume for whatever they were going to do. It wasn't like that was her everyday clothes. She brought that... For like, I think the whole plot of that one was Richie was gonna like was gonna me to her, like show up, oh I'll take some pictures and then I'll romance her. And so he had her come in like to dress in that skimpy outfit. And then he ends up having the tree fall on him and she's oh you're a cute kid and you know you'll you'll find the right one, blah blah blah. Kinda like where he tries to get the girl in Fonzie's apartment with the couch. Right, and even so, she, like, okay, and her clothes were, I guess, a close enough approximation, but she mm-hmm. had, like, a Farrah Fawcett haircut. Yes, because that was, you, you don't want to 50s it up too much. You want to make the, you want to make the women, you know, good looking for the, for the audience out there in, in modern times. You don't want to, like, oh, beehive hairdos and, it's a whole marketing thing, Joe. They did test studies and stuff. They know what they were doing. I, it was, it was, it, it was what it was jarring to me at the time. I'm stuttering talking about it. It was jarring to me at the time, <laughs> but it would not be the most jarring thing that would happen in right. watching these two shows. Well, remember that you said, you know, that these shows were recorded in the 70s. Right. Because I want to talk about that when we get to Blansky's Beauty. Okay, but... so Nancy Blansky shows up. Mm-hmm. We're introduced to her as Howard's uh, cousin. They say that she's the one that got Howard and Marion together. Uh, now wait, no, she, did she show up before or after the gift giving ceremony? She is before the gift giving ceremony. Okay. So they do the, so then we find out, then we get a bunch of like, here's the bunch of different times in the last two and a half seasons where everyone danced on the show because Mm -hmm. Howard and Nancy danced together. And why is Nancy in town? Because she's just coming through town. Uh, because she runs a showgirl review in Las Vegas. And I think Happy Days takes place in, like, Wisconsin or something? Yes. Milwaukee. Right. Milwaukee. So kind of out of the way from Las Vegas. I don't know what route she's taking or where she's coming from. But okay, That's... I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. And then... But... Er... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. But you do know that she's also 20 years early? Wait. Right, go ahead. Okay. We'll get there. Yes, because they gets... they say that she does. You know, she's she's doing a. You know, she they say at the time she's doing a Las Vegas review. She's in charge of a Oasis. Las Vegas review in the Happy Days episode. It's not like she's aspiring to do this twenty years from now. Mm-hmm. She's saying that they're saying that she's currently doing it right. right. Okay, so then we have the gift giving ceremony. Uh, and then everyone gives, like, gimmick gifts. It's like, oh, we put a fish in a box for you. Why? Because we got you tickets to the White Fish Resort. Or, mm-hmm. 
Oh, I got you a box of Cracker Jacks because there's an engagement ring inside. Now, if it had been previously established, like, before the first commercial break, that maybe there was a fight between Howard and Mary and that, like, it's their anniversary or she laments to someone that she never got a real engagement ring to set up this gag. But it's a bunch of gags that mean nothing, are completely out of left field, and are more irritating to, like, not only Marion, but also to me as well. Yes, but they don't have, it's a clip show. They don't have time to build the gags. Oh my god. Joe. It's like, just fucking do the gag, cause most of the time is people dancing and, and, and Richie singing, and you don't have time to set up early in the show that she, she didn't get a ring. So I'm fine with it. It's a clip show. You know what's what the fucking point of it? Maybe cut the scene of Fonzie eating a piece of liver from three and a half minutes down to two minutes? What? It was great. They brought the liver out and he cringed. You could throw two two lines of dialogue in there, but then the writer might have had to stay past five o'clock that day. <laughs> All I know Christ. is the day I saw that he didn't like liver was the day I knew Fonzie wasn't really magic. <laughs> Fonzie's a loser. <sighs> wow. That is a hot day. And <laughs> I'll go even further. Happy Days sucks. Whoa! They, I loved Happy Days. I loved it too, but watch it today. I was upset watching the show. Oh, and then the God. show, and then then the show ends with uh, uh, Joni and Opie Cunningham remarking that their parents are frisky, and oh, then I'm... Howard and Marion in a freeze frame go run upstairs to fuck. The end. That's right. I forgot frisky was code for banging on Happy Days. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I think we should bring that back. No. So uh, this, uh, so far, watching this episode of Happy Days has made me dislike Happy Days. Oh my goodness! Wrong episode. But then we'll that leads the us Hanks into. Episode. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. We'll get the Tom Hanks episode. Make you happy. All right, there you go. But go ahead. Uh, so then we go into Blansky's Beauties. Now, as we've lamented on the show here over the last couple of weeks, uh, this is a tough show to pin down. <laughs> as we were only able to find episodes, what, four and five? Right, four or six or something like that, right. Of the show. So uh, the particular episode that we're watching here uh, is an episode called Nancy's Magic Moment. Now, Nancy Blansky, who we just met previously in the late 50s, early 60s, is in current day, 1977, Las Vegas, as the host of a... Or as like the 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 woman who organizes like a Las Vegas showgirl review, kind of like the manager or like something like that. Yeah, right, right. So there's a bunch of and get, so the he, we're gonna get the plot of these the, the the plot of this episode out of the way, the A story and the B story out of the way because that doesn't fucking matter. Okay, <laughs> what? there's so much more going on with this, Todd. So, the A story is someone is stealing stuff from the girls, right? And everyone's Mm -hmm. trying to figure out who it is. Well, it turns out, and I'm just going to refer to him as Scott Baio, okay? (laughs) Scott Baio really wants a drum kit. And he very (laughs) ominously says, I will get this money any way that I possibly can. You're right. So, so Sunshine, eh, the dim-witted, clumsy one of the group. And again, why is a clumsy person in a dance review? I'll never know. But she assumes that it's Scott Bayo who's stealing the money. So she then lies to say that it's really her that's stealing the money to take the heat off Scott Bayo. But it turns out in one of the other... There's a scene where I guess whoever runs the casino is paying all of the acts... Mm-hmm. Out of a bag that has a dollar sign on it. A sack with a dollar oh sign on it. I, I fucking marked out. I went out of my mind when I saw that. I was like, that. I, like, I thought it was just like maybe like a glare on the bag. I couldn't tell for sure, but then I'm like, oh my god, that's a sack with a dollar sign on it. What are they we had, doing here, ladies and gentlemen? And they had to make it big because this these were the days before high def. <laughs> So it's like fucking dollar sign sack. So there's a previously established scene where he's paying all of the acts in the girl's dressing room. 
Mm-hmm. And the acts that part of this showcase include a guy in a gorilla costume, two guys in brown leotards who get applauded by, like, the studio audience when they just show up, and right. then a hackneyed magic act. Long mm-hmm. story short, Nancy figures out that it's the magician who's doing it, because when they're doing the disappear, like, first of all, breaking kayfabe of magic, where was the secrets of magic revealed when this came out? How come, like, the magician's alliance that Job is part of in Arrested Development didn't call for this show to be boycotted over this? I, so- I say there should have been a whole, like, you know, series in Poof magazine about oh. this <laughs> the, the magazine for and by gay magicians. Is that what you're... Oh, no, wait, yep. that's from David Tell's act. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, now, was the assistant of the magician a young uh, Shelley Long? No, it was not a young Shelley Long. Okay, because I couldn't find... You'd be surprised that the th- the 10th person down on this cast list was a little difficult to find online, Todd. So when he was sending the assistant off disappearing with the sword, the sword in the box trick, it was sending her off to the girl's dressing room for 43 seconds, which gave her enough time to steal all the shit from the girls. And the way that Nancy was able to figure it out was because the dog Blackjack, who's this big giant great Dane that's just there because I don't know, shows need dogs in them or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, the dog doesn't like anyone. Again, not established because we haven't seen the dog like flip out at anyone, but the dog likes her, which means she must have been around the dog a bunch of times for him to get accustomed to her. That's how they f- figure it out. It's her. And then uh, Scott Bale gets his drum kit at the end and everyone dances. Freeze frame, well, pan out. Right. And I just want to say Sandu and his assistant would have got away with it if it wasn't for those showgirls and their pesky dog. That's right. This episode of Blansky's Beauties, they just swiped a fucking Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> like, literally. It's like this crazy magician in a turban. I'm like, holy fuck, did I just watch a, like them saw? Where's the mystery machine? It's a Scooby-Doo episode, Joe. So, uh, Todd had tweeted out on Tuesday uh, the opening credits to the show, right? Which was the very first episode, so they give you an idea of why everybody's there, you know? Okay. So, it's you get introduced to all of the girls. Now, all the girls don't get featured spots in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunshine gets a featured spot, and uh, Bambi get a featured spot. And I think Bambi was, like, the main character because she got... She got like, second in the... billing behind Nancy. Right. And I think the way the show was supposed to go was, like, oh, we'll have all these characters and they'll they'll get their spots. To, like, we're going to have, like, Bambi and Carmine Ragusa and Scott Bale and the main characters. And I think Sunshine might have been a main one, too. And then the rest, like, this episode, you'll be part of the main plot. So, like, we have, like, the London girl and the, 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 the black woman and, you know, like, so there was a couple of mains and then we were going to rotate. That's the feeling I get. See what pops. And then we, if we got a season two of Blansky's Beauties, bring those to the forefront. Right. That- As you were saying, it's like, here's your two main girls. We've introduced six other girls. One or two of these other girls will get, like, you know, a line or two per episode. Maybe some will get, like, four lines per episode. Like, I think who your favorite was in this episode, which was Arkansas. Oh, my God. Yes, Arkansas. I have a feeling she had many lines before the show started. Is she is, is she taking a trip to Winnipeg with uh, some other bloated loser uh, wrestler rock stars? I, I guess. I don't know. I think she's with the Fifth Doctor tra- uh, transporting Spectrox across the galaxy. Yeah, so's, so's this guy. Mm-hmm. But no, I... Okay. So she had the accent of world wrestling entertainer Lana, where that accent would come and go as it needed to be, and apparently because she was so tall, they couldn't get a microphone on her, which is why she yelled all of her lines. <laughs> And she was, it was great seeing her next to Nancy, you know, mm-hmm. just fantastic. Because I don't know if you noticed in the opening, they did a bunch of short jokes during the opening credits. Oh, good stuff. But yes, Arkansas is my favorite. I, if they had, if they spun off Blansky's Beauties to like Arkansas's, you know, antics, I would be all over it. 
Oh, boy. So this is where we need to get into uh or or it my my real issue with this show, okay? Right. So this show uh is supposed to take it, it it's a spin-off of Happy Days, right? Yes. When this show is on Blansky's Beauties, it's taking place in modern day times. It's taking place in 1977. Right, when it was shot. When it was shot. Okay. However, we just previously saw Nancy show up looking exactly the same as she did before uh, in a show that takes place in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Now, in this episode alone, we're introduced to, uh, was it Joey who runs, or Emilio who runs the, the thing? Mm-hmm. Um, is it Emilio who runs the thing? No, uh, bah, 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 bah. What do you mean runs what thing? Okay, so one of the people that run like the choreography, Joey, right? Mm-hmm. He is played by the same actor who plays Carmine in Laverne and Shirley. Which right. was airing at the exact same time. And Joe. And <laughs> in I was looking stuff up. Oh, we're gonna get is... into that, but go ahead. He is Carmine Ragusa's cousin. Right. So, like, he's related. That's why they look alike, John. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then in this episode, fucking Chachi's in the episode. Not as Chachi, but he's Chachi in this episode. Mm-hmm. And, and it's Chachi in the future, and this is before he's on Happy Days as Chachi. But it's Anthony DeLuca. He's not Chachi, Joe. <sighs> He is Chachi, goddammit. Two different characters. And I love him in the opening, like the opening when they get to like Scott Bayo. And it's literally like fucking Scott, blink if you want me to call the cops. Because <laughs> he just has this thousand yard stare in the opening. Like he's terrified. Fantastic. Good stuff. Okay. But now we get into a bigger thing from this episode. Pat Morita. Right. Pat Morita with his dyed jet black hair and mustache, who has already appeared on Happy Days as Arnold. Now, in this timeline, 20 (laughs) years later, looks exactly the same and runs a coffee shop in Las Vegas. Exactly. And it's not like, it's like, oh, it's Pat Morita and he's playing, he's playing Arnold's son. No, it's the same guy. Exactly. Now, Joe, do you did you look at any of the other episodes? Okay, I did dig a little bit, and I did see in uh, episodes that are not available online, Pinky Duskadero shows up. Exactly. I wish we could have got the first episode, oh. because literally the, the, the plot to the first episode is Nancy needs to come up with the new show finale and hires Pinky Tuscadero to jump her motorcycle over the showgirls, right? Oh. Now... I would have loved to see that because once again, I'm, I'm 100% fucking positive. They did not old person makeup, but Pinky Tuscadero. Now, again, doing my due diligence, they did give her a different haircut. Oh, well. <laughs> well. Now, and on top of this, we're talking about Sunshine. Sunshine was, was Richie's girlfriend, Mary Beth. Right. From- she gets picked up after the show gets canceled. She time travels back to the fifties to become no. oh, you. Oh, and another episode. So sunshine is the clumsy one, right? Mm-hmm. So there's an episode again, not online, but finding episode synopses is, is, is where Nancy regales sunshine with a story from back in the fifties when she was originally putting this show back to, uh, show together 20 years ago. And there was another clumsy girl in the act who got her shit together. And who was that other clumsy girl, Todd? Who? Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. What? Oh my God. <laughs> now, do you really want me to blow your mind, Joe? Yes. Have you ever heard of something called who's watching the kids? Uh, I saw it on the list of other spinoffs, but no. Well, who's watching the kids is when this show failed, Bambi, (laughs) Mary Beth, a.k.a. Sunshine, Chachi, go over to a show about 
shockingly enough, by by Gary Marshall, a Vegas showgirl show. And so now Sunshine doesn't play a klutzy girl. She plays the, uh, uh, you know, vivacious girl. And I think Bambi's like pretty much the same character. Chachi's Chachi. And there's some guy who works for the news who looks like Cousin Larry from fucking Perfect Strangers. And then a young Jim Belushi as his cameraman. And it's called Who's Watching the Kids? And it's not so much a spin-off, but goddamn, if we could find this episode, it's got to be spun off of something, if not at least Blansky's Beauties, because I want to watch that. Oh my god, I found the intro, and it's fantastic. Oh, who's watching the kids? Now they did a remake of it. As an Amazon original, it's not the same thing. Let me see what we could find on that one. But yeah, so this show, like, this just goes to show, to shine a light on how things worked in the 70s, where we would just, like, willy-nilly move people around from TV shows, and, like, oh, it doesn't matter if it's um, a, a show that's supposed to take place 20 years in the future, or it's a show where, like, you're just gonna be a Las Vegas showgirl on this show, and then now you're going to be a a, a, a a Las Vegas showgirl on a different show with a different name. It's infuriating, Todd. I love it. I think it's the best. I, I am so mad that like TV doesn't do this today. Like somewhere along the line, we lost our innocence and became sophisticated with TV. <laughs> Like, with our spinoffs and whatnot, like, our fucking Breaking Bads into Better Call Saul's, like, like Breaking Bad should go into Better Call, and it should be, like, it should be, like, dealing meth in, like, you know, like, eight years ago, and then Better Call Saul is, like, a lawyer in the 23rd century, <laughs> that's what I want, you know what I mean? Just fucking rules don't apply to my spinoffs, Joe. By the way, I just want to say... I would scrap if if all thirteen avail episodes of Blansky's Beauties were available. I would scrap this whole idea, and it would be one episode a month and two at the end to celebrate the farewell of Blansky's Beauties. Because I was completely enamored with this show. I was there was a French Foreign Legion dance bit, and I don't think the kids today know enough about the French Foreign Legion, Joe. As you know, an older fellows as we are, we knew that when the when your life went to shit, you joined the French Foreign Legion. And we learned that from fucking cartoons and like Abbott and Costello movies. You know what I mean? Uh, like, do the kids know about French Foreign Legion anymore, Joe? No. It's, it's saddening. We're losing our heritage. We are. Right now, and again, I, I agree with you. As, as watching this and doing this project, I've come to hate happy days. I'm sad that more of Blansky's beauties does not exist out there. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, good stuff, Blansky's Beauties. Right, so uh, while this was a lot of work to get this point, it was work that I feel has paid off. I do too. I think... I think I'm more, uh, and I'm more, I'm I'm more a well-rounded person because I've seen an episode of Blansky's Beauties. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was already a well-rounded person, if you know what I mean. But now I'm really a well-rounded person. I, I swear to God, if there's a box set of Blansky's Beauties out there somewhere, I'm finding it. Because I need to watch. If I have to hook up my VCR, if it's like on beta, I don't care. Ooh, maybe a Joe. Joe. Maybe one of those bootleg Comic Cons, they'll have a Blansky's Beauty box set. (laughs) Oh, I'm all over it. They don't do those. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah, oh, they don't have those anymore. Come over here. You want to buy a Blansky's Beauties? (laughs) Oh. Put it in the tan van and take it to Stan. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. So th- this was this was fantastic. This was uh, a, a, this is going to be a tough act for the rest of these things to follow. Oh, I know. I think we I think we we, we blew the wad in the mm-hmm. first episode. Now I will say this: um, this is a site that I don't know seems a little shaky. Mm-hmm. Um. 
This is, they have a legal disclaimer on their site that these are not regular studio releases. These are for collectors only. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, make sure that you could play recorded DVDs. Um, We do not use disc art. Um, No refunds. (laughs) (laughs) It's by by visiting and viewing this this website, and then it's citing law cases. Um... (laughs) That any sort of transaction is a trade or donation to the collector. I'm guessing somewhere on that site there's a book for you don't have to pay your taxes. It's against the law mm-hmm. to pay your taxes. Now, he is selling eight of the tw- 13 episodes of Blansky's Beauties uh, on DVD for 25 bucks. Oh, money well spent, Joe. Mm-hmm. And, and you won't get fleeced at all. And it, it's the first eight episodes, and I don't mean I don't know if that means of the thirteen episodes um, that aired, or like of the thirteen that were made, only eight aired. But there's only the eight, and then the of course, just like we did, the um, the Happy Days episode is included with this as well, as it should be. I mean, oh, t- <laughs> <laughs> we may have to. I don't know. I know a guy who recently came into a windfall of some money. Right. I might have to talk to him to see if he can be willing to part with 25 bucks. Oh, boy. All I know is there's one episode called Nancy Goes Chic. Mm-hmm. That was online. I'm hoping the Iron Sheik's in that episode, Joe. I'm not a wrestling guy, but how great would it be in 1977 mm-hmm. that the Iron Sheik was on Blansky's Beauty? But if that happened, you'd know all about it. I, right, exactly. I would I would absolutely know that. Now, now Todd, I, I'm going to read to you just the first three lines of this episode synopsis, mm-hmm. and it might change uh, your ideas, and maybe you might want to throw me a few shekels as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Arkansas's father visits. <laughs> Stop digging for oil. You've struck it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All I want to say is the joke where the stuff is being sold, stolen, and Bambi comes in. She's like, Arkansas, are you missing anything? Only my mama and my papa, but they write me every week. I was like... Oh my God, Arkansas, you complete me. You complete me. So let me see what this guy has in his catalog. (laughs) Okay. Chico and the man, sure, sure. Now there's a bunch of... Uh, early 60s Burt Reynolds failed pilots. <laughs> something called Hawk. Uh, something called Dan August. The, the prequel to Evening Shade, Morning Shade. Mm. Nanny and the Professor, which I didn't think was a real show, but it is. <laughs> uh, Bigfoot and Wild Boy. Flow, the entire run of Flow he has available. Oh, Kiss My Grits, which was a spinoff of Alice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's got a lot of the heavy hitters and stuff on here, but I'm looking for, like, the weird oddball stuff. Like, uh... uh Pink like Lady who's... and Jeff, that's a good one. That was a variety show from the uh, late 70s, early 80s. Does he have Who's Watching the Kids? I'm looking. The, the site is kind of uh, slapped together. Slapdash? You're mm-hmm. kidding, right? Nothing's in alphabetical order. <laughs> it's just kind of... It's, it's like a shitty comics table. Uh, <laughs> convention. It's like, good luck, you're gonna need it. That's right. He's a big Mark Hamill fan. There's a lot of things that's like, oh, Mark Hamill appears on this, or Mark Hamill appears on that, you know? Corvette Summer, baby. Blansky's Beauties. Uh, Monty, if you remember from, like, the mid-90s where, uh, it was, like, Henry Winkler doing a Rush Limbaugh gimmick. Oh, uh, yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Complete series of Joni Loves Chachi. Oh, 
I apologize for the dead air here. I'm trying my best to... That's no, good. unfortunately, no. Uh, who's watching the kids? Blansky's beauty seems to be the crown jewel of his thing here. <laughs> it is. That, that is the Fabergé egg. That is that website. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll talk to that guy who uh, came into that windfall of money and see if he'd be willing to part with a couple bucks. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Get that. Oh. So, at least you have to admit you've become, like you said, you've become a fan of Blansky's Beauties yes. as a as an idea out there in the universe. Yes. Oh, so good, so good. I w- now I'm sad, but that well, we'll work on it. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, and this guy's sight is a disaster. <laughs> that's so he can't. That's so it's hard for the FBI to like find. They're they're like a web search AI, like can't fathom what this guy's doing. He's got a YouTube page. Oh, does he have a UBuzz page? No, he doesn't have a UBuzz page. <laughs> Um, it's a lot of, it's mostly a lot of commercials for stuff, right? Mm, which we didn't even go into the commercials on Blansky's Beauties. Right. I skipped them. I, I, I had a lot going on this weekend. Uh, I did too, but I, I, you know what? I felt like old times. I let them run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The YouTube page is just a lot of, uh, commercials for a lot of the stuff that he's, uh, taking donations for on his website. Oh, <laughs> uh, go fund me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's it. That's all we have to discuss here, right? I think so. I think uh, we did a beauty of a show. A that's Blansky right. beauty a of Blansky's a show. A Blansky's beauty of a show. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll do a special thing if uh, we decide to part with a couple bucks and buy Blansky's beauties. And uh, You know what helps that happen? Hmm. Our Amazon click through. That's right. Over at longboxheroes.com. <laughs> you want to uh, see Blansky's be- more Blansky's beauties on here? Mm-hmm. And well, I don't want to. I don't want to say too much, but I, I would certainly do my best to make these available for everyone to share in, and without oh. without being too uh, sly about it, you know. Yeah, we might have a show box that might get dropped or something mm-hmm. like that. Who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for bearing with us on this uh, experiment, if you will. And uh, here's to many more. Of these uh, these failed pilots and backdoor, these failed sitcoms and backdoor pilots. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys next week. <laughs>